What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the same old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Long time no talk. We're back, Brain. Yeah, we were having a nice, quiet off-season, but now the free agent frenzy has picked up. The draft is coming up real quick here, and... The Dolphins are up to uh, the same old tricks. Yeah, they, they really are. It was it was sort of nice, quiet going for a while. And then suddenly the NFL just sort of lost its collective mind. And there were there's just been a sort of free agent frenzy. Trades happening left and right. Moves are, are going down. Their teams are building up. Teams are getting weaker. Teams are getting stronger. Uh, it's, it's suddenly become a, a pretty exciting couple of weeks here in... The NFL offseason and the free agency period has just officially started today as we record this on Wednesday, March the 14th. But anyway, we're back together here just to do a real quick show to sort of touch base with all of you and touch base with each other uh, as there's finally been some news. We said at the end of the season that we weren't going to be recording regularly over the course of the offseason, but if anything big or out of the ordinary happened, we'd make sure that we could get a show together. And so what what had happened was that we had, last week, the Dolphins announced that they had traded Jarvis Landry. And even before that, once they placed the franchise tag on him, you just, you sort of got the feeling that he was not long for uh, this world as a Miami Dolphin at any rate. So you sort of knew things were about to happen. And once the news broke that he was traded, we had talked about trying to do an emergency show to talk about the Landry signing and what was happening. And can we figure out a time to do this really quick? Um, this was last week. And it turned out that, well, we were going to be getting together um, soon after anyway. So we said, we'll just do the recording then. Well, in that time frame, the Dolphins have also released Ndamukong Sue, have announced that they're shopping Juwan James. And uh, just yesterday, as we record this, they signed Danny Amendola and uh, Albert Wilson. So a couple of new wide receivers since Jarvis Landry left. The Dolphins sort of took that money and, and gave it to Danny Amendola and Albert Wilson, and that's sort of where we find ourselves right now. I guess real quickly, Brain, before we get into sort of the big picture stuff about what all of this means, uh, the biggest, the two biggest things are the Dolphins trading Jarvis Landry and releasing Indomitian Sue. These moves were made, quote unquote, as part of the Dolphins' culture change as they seek to change the culture of the locker room. We've already seen other players sent packing from the Dolphins for this same reason, most notably Jay Ajayi in the middle of this past season. But now the Dolphins have sent Jarvis Landry on his way. They have to, to Cleveland. They have released Ndamukong Sue. So talk to me about this idea of culture change. Are you buying into this as a real effort to change the culture of the locker room or is there something else going on? Yes and no. Yes, to a certain extent, I buy it because we know that Jarvis Landry was one of the guys that Adam Gase was not terribly happy with uh, as far as preparation and effort and quote-unquote maturity. Um, a lot of a lot was made about 
his ejection in the final game of the season, about him being kind of outspoken on the sidelines, him being one of those guys that was maybe over-celebratory, over relatively meaningless catches over the course of games. And this was a guy that, you know, even though he was pretty much, it was you could consensus say, especially after we traded Dre Ajayi and Ryan Tannehill was hurt, that he was the offense. He was the best player on the offense, arguably the best player on the team. And so... Adam Gase called out his leaders, his best players, to work harder, prepare better, and that and Jarvis Landry was one of the guys. And it was rumored that Jarvis Landry was a guy that was being shopped at the trade deadline last year. Obviously, all year long, we had the looming situation with his contract. We knew he was going to be a free agent at the end of the season, and the Dolphins had a decision to make with him, and it seemed like... At the, at the trade deadline, when they ended up shopping Jay Ajayi, it seemed like they had pretty much made their minds up that it wasn't going to work out with Jarvis Landry in the long term. Now, something happened where I guess they decided, you know, they weren't out of it. Jarvis Landry was too much of an integral part of their offense and their game plan. So they decided to move forward without shopping him. And then they went and they they franchised him because they couldn't come to a long-term agreement. And then they just said, look, we're not going to pay this guy what he wants to be paid. Um, and we're, we're going to move on without him. We're going to let him explore a trade. So to a certain extent, yes, I buy the culture change. But the but really, this is not about culture. That is a small piece of this. This is mostly about money. With Ndamukong Sue, Ndamukong Sue has a history of being a malcontent, but really hasn't had an issue down here probably since Joe Philbin was the coach. Um, when when Philbin and who I don't even remember who the defensive coordinator was at the time uh, accused him of, of freelancing, of not playing within the defensive game plan. Um, and since uh, Joe Philbin was fired... And Dominican Sue has been downright a model citizen for him. He's never going to be one of those guys that is, uh, you know, a rah-rah guy rallying the troops, but he has stayed out of trouble. He has not clashed to my knowledge. I mean, I haven't heard any reports from any of the beat writers that there was ever a problem with Dominican Sue. The only problem with Dominican Sue was that they were looking at a $22 million cap figure. And they came into this offseason, coming into the league year, $19 million over the cap space if they didn't do something. And so they had a decision to make with Landry. They decided, you know, they were willing to offer him somewhere in the ballpark of about $14 million a year. Landry wanted around $16 million a year. So they said, well, we'll take what we can get for him. They didn't get much. Fourth round pick this year and a seventh round pick uh, in the future. Right. And it's it's not much. And but what they basically said was, we want to pay this guy 14 million. He wants 16. So we're going to take what we can get and we're going to take that 14 million. And instead of giving it to Jarvis Landry, we're going to give it to Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola. 
And uh, I don't know if you want me to leave it at that or if you want me to go on with what I feel about that decision. Well, I mean, why, why beat around the bush? Let's see if you can succinctly uh, tell us how you feel about this this decision. I think we, we said it at the end of the year, right? We said it in the last show at the end of the season. If it came time to pay Jarvis Landry, what do you do? And we said, we both said, we agreed, you pay him. And the Dolphins have decided not to do that. And so instead, they've got Danny Amendola, who can do similar things to Jarvis Landry. He's not going to give you as much burst after the catch as Jarvis Landry is going to give you. And then they've got a guy like Albert Wilson, who is, I would say, a fine NFL receiver. There is nothing particularly remarkable about Albert Wilson as a receiver. So they've now got two receivers where previously they had one. Um, and they've also got Devontae Parker. They've also got Kenny Stills. They've got Carew, but this is a guy that obviously with moves like this, the Dolphins don't have a whole lot of faith in. Um, so that's where the Dolphins are. Their offense, I think, even as you look at the big picture, I, I think you could say at Best, this is an offense that has taken a step sideways, certainly not taken a step forward. Yes. Now, they'll make the argument. They'll make the argument that if they get production out of Albert Wilson plus Danny Amendola, that equals Jarvis Landry, then they also are getting Ryan Tannehill back and they're hoping and praying that Devontae Parker has the breakout that they that they need him to have. Now at this point I, I have said it I've said this before. We have seen what we are going to see out of Devontae Parker. And at this point I would be stunned if he showed up this season and had that other level that we've hoped that he has that he would have. I'm not at the point where I would say that I'd be stunned, but I'm at the point where you can no longer expect that it's going to happen. Right. And you cannot be surprised when it doesn't happen. Right. Because he's shown you now for three years that he's a guy that has all the tools, will have some games and some flashes where he will show you a lot, but he just simply is not a consistently great and reliable weapon uh, at his position. You know what he is? You know what they, you know, there's, Football players where they say, this guy doesn't have an ounce of quit in him. This guy has no quit. Devontae Parker is a guy that has too much quit. He's got a lot of quit. He's got a lot of quit, and that's the problem. And it had actually got to the point last year where Jay Cutler kind of stopped looking his way because it was like every time he would throw the ball to Devontae Parker in any kind of jump ball 50-50 situation, it wasn't just that Devontae Parker wasn't coming up with the ball. It was getting intercepted yeah. because Devontae Parker just was not trying hard enough to make a play on the ball or defend the defender from intercepting the pass. Um, so, look, the Dolphins will make the argument that it's with – the quote-unquote culture change with adding two receivers to get the same production as one receiver and getting Ryan Tannehill back and possibly an upgrade, an uptick in Devontae Parker, that they could still move forward. But now you're also, you have to take into account, you're probably releasing Jawan James and so yeah, you've got they're shopping him. They're trying to they're trying to get something for him if they can. Yeah. So you're you're probably losing your starting right tackle, your starting left tackle, who you thought was going to be dominant last year, 
had a difficult time. He wasn't terrible, but he's he's far from a sure thing. And now, and and the big problem with the offensive line last year was the guard play. Mike Pouncey is, you know, when he's healthy, he's great, but he's been so rarely healthy over the last two years. You literally have a question mark now at every single spot on the offensive line. And this could be a disaster of an offense. And that's coming off of a year where the offense was already a disaster. Um, so it's bad. One of the moves that the Dolphins made that we did not uh, touch on was they did also make a trade for Robert Quinn, uh, the pass rusher from the Rams. Now, another reason why this is significant, which, I mean, look, he's a solid pass rusher. He has trended downward in the last year or two after really exploding out of the gate in his first couple of years. But this is a guy with a cap number of nearly $11.5 that they took on via trade. And if you don't make that trade, maybe you've got the money to pay an Indomitian Sioux, or, may, or if not an Indomitian Sioux, you've got the money to pay a Jarvis Landry. And then you don't have to, instead of spending, you know, the other money on Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola, then you go out and you spend that extra eight or nine million dollars on somebody that could help you you know, maybe an extra, maybe another pass rusher, or maybe an offensive lineman, or maybe a linebacker, or something to that effect. And it seems like this is just another year of the Dolphins taking one step forward and one step backwards and trying to mix and match and, and move and shake their way to stay under the salary cap but still try to eke out 9 or 10 wins, which is, as we've said over and over and over again, the absolute worst strategy that you could possibly have and the the strategy that has literally made them the same old Dolphins. Right, and that was the, that was sort of where I was going to go to next with my next question for you was because I think there were moments where this looked like maybe the Dolphins were in fact attempting to enter a rebuild period. It was and a glorious one day. <laughs> it was it was a really nice day where it really seemed like that was something that they were going to do. But now it seems maybe they're not. But I think really the thing now as we look ahead to the draft where we the Dolphins have an opportunity with their picking at 11. Yes, in the first round. And they have an opportunity. There is some buzz out there that they're talking about possibly trying to move up in the draft so that they can take a quarterback. Or it sounds like they're thinking about Baker Mayfield as the guy they've got their eye on. And I think if they do go that route and draft the quarterback in the first round, I think that is absolutely the move that this team needs to make. Because Ryan Tannehill, as we've mentioned on the show, is a question mark before. And it's, I think, drafting a quarterback in the first round is a forward-thinking move for this organization. Whereas if they go through this draft without picking a quarterback, they're putting all their stock in Ryan Tannehill, A, and whether or not that's a, I mean, I, I think we've talked about it plenty on this show. It's not a good idea to put all your stock in Ryan Tannehill at this point. And I think you'd want to start getting your eyes 
on whatever is laying ahead. And so a forward-thinking move would be picking a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you look at Ryan Tannehill's contract, you, you look at the fact that uh, he's got a, a cap number of 19.8 million this year. And then he's he signed actually, I mean, he's got th- th- two more years after this year where we're looking at, at player options. I believe these are all player options here. Um with with Tannehill where he's he's making 18 million and then 19 million and then he's an unrestricted free agent after the 2020 season. So you've got a couple years left of Ryan Tannehill at a manageable price and and you can make the argument that he's already overpaid, but when you look at the market and you look at what guys like Alex Smith are getting, what Kirk Cousins is about to get, what Matthew Stafford signed for, what what these guys are getting, it starts to look like, hey, Ryan Tannehill at $18, $19 million, that's not so terrible. The problem is, is that he's not going to be $18, 19000000 million in a couple of years. He's going to be, if, if he is going to be your long-term solution, you're going to need to pay him upwards of $25 to $30 million. And when you have an opportunity like this, where you have possibly the best quarterback draft in 35 years since the famed class of 83, where you have four stud quarterbacks. Now, granted, they might not all fall. I mean, you might not have any of them fall to the Dolphins at 11. So they may need to be proactive. They may need to trade up to get one of those guys. But it's what what are your options here? You could either trade up or or hopefully one of those guys falls to you and you draft a quarterback and that quarterback will probably not help you this year. Or right. you can try to draft somebody. You could try to draft a linebacker or a guard or a tackle or you know a defensive back that will have an immediate impact. But 2 years from now you might be ruining the day that you decided to pass on a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen or a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen. To me, this team, it doesn't matter who they draft this year. They're not winning anything this year. That's They're correct. not winning anything next year. Right. So you've got to be a f- you you've got to make as you put it a forward-thinking move. You've got to if you, if the opportunity if the opportunity presents itself where you can get a guy that you feel is not just a franchise quarterback, but an elite quarterback prospect. You have got to make it happen, and you've got to do it when you have that chance. And if Ryan Tannehill goes out this year and shocks us all and becomes an elite quarterback, fine. Great. Then you can fantastic. Then you can then you've got options. Because now you can either trade Ryan Tannehill at his peak. Or you can sign Ryan Tannehill to his long-term deal and say, hey, we've got this elite quarterback. And then you can shop this first-year guy who you'll have under team control with a very minimal salary. And you could get multiple first-round picks for this quarterback that hasn't even seen playing time. It's just, it's a no-brainer move that that is what this franchise needs to do. But I just worry that you've got... Mike Tannenbaum and Adam Gase That's in job thing. save mode, and they're not thinking about what's best for the franchise three years from now. They're thinking about 
we need to win nine or ten games this year or we're all out of jobs. Yeah, and so that's where we find ourselves. You know, the other thing that the Dolphins need to be aware of as they're sort of starting to make forward-thinking moves is that they need to make sure that they are doing it in a way where they're not giving away their future draft picks and they're not signing guys to stupid contracts. The problem is Mike Tannenbaum is our general manager and he does not have a very good track record in that department. I'll also say, look, when it comes to quarterback and it comes to a drafting an elite one look the the ideal thing to happen is the guy that you want falls to 11 that that's the ideal thing well, that you sure. want but, but do you want to do you want to play that game do you want to take well, that risk well the, the but that's where it comes in where the point that you just made about having not wanting to give up draft picks there's one thing that I would give up draft picks for yeah and that would be the thing that would be the thing the elite quarterback um, I don't want to trade up for a defensive end. I don't want to trade draft picks for a pass rusher. No, absolutely or, not. Or, or really any other position because at the end of the day, it's just not making enough of a difference. We've but, seen it. We saw it this year. While much of the talk was that you know you don't need to have an elite quarterback to be a big team in the to be a great team in this league, we saw that the teams that had them, the Patriots, they're there every year because of their quarterback play. Well, and the teams that partially, don't have partially, but, not but the entirely, teams that win that don't have elite quarterbacks are built are well. built complete teams, right? And they're not teams that have multiple holes. They're teams that literally are entirely complete, and they just don't have an elite quarterback. So they find a game manager to make it work. The Dolphins have way too many holes for that to be any kind of short term strategy. So hopefully, hopefully they will be able to figure out a way to make it happen. If it's if it's moving up to to draft a Baker Mayfield, they can put their stock in him, and hopefully he's the guy that they want him to be. And then that's the other part of this game is when you make the big moves for the big draft pick, you gotta hope that that draft pick pans out the way that you want it to. Oh yeah. And the thing that we fi- the, the thing that that's the other thing, and we're not going to get too much into it because we're running out of time here, but. The thing that we've seen is a vintage Dolphins thing is to make a draft pick and have it not pan out or to make a draft pick and have it really start to pan out. And then when it comes time to pay that guy, get rid of him. Yeah, like Jarvis Landry. A guy like Jarvis Landry, for example. So that's sort of where we're at. That's sort of the shape of things at the moment. Draft is uh, about a month away here, so we're getting a little closer. And we're going to have a lot more information about what this team is looking to do at that point. So I think, I don't know that we're necessarily going to do a big draft preview show, but we'll probably record uh, right after the draft because at that point the team will have made some more moves, will have uh, gotten some information about what they were looking to do in the draft and what they managed to do and what kind of grade they got. That'll give us our, our next opportunity to say, okay, here's where the team is moving into training camp and we'll be able to sort of, that'll be the next step in this team's off-season program. So uh, again, this was just a quick episode that we wanted to do today to touch base after all of the excitement of the last week or so. We thank you for, for joining us. We apologize if the uh, audio isn't quite 
right. We're actually uh, recording in the same room today, which is kind of nice, um, but we're not in the ideal location. That's because there is a baby sleeping in right in the room next to where we were wanting to record. And it was just, you know, sometimes when you're a parent, you got to be a parent and that has to come first. So the sound quality suffers a little bit. I apologize for that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at same old dolphins. Follow Aaron uh, at Aaron the Brain. Follow me at Amplified to Rock. Download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, like we tell you every every episode. Um, yeah, they're not going to be popping into your your feed every week, but you can uh, the next time a show comes out. If maybe you're not on Twitter, so you don't get the update that it's coming. Uh, it'll just show up magically in your feed one day, and you'll be like, oh, a new same old dolphin show. Fantastic. So anyway, thank you for joining us on this quick hit episode. We will uh, talk to you again next time. Go Dolphin.